Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Twelve to one every weekday during Rugby World Cup 2023. This is the Rugby World Cup Headline Hour on Afternoons with Staffy. So it was a record-breaking win by the Welsh over the Australians. Warren Gatlin, Welsh head coach. In fact, the journalist asked him all the questions, even though his captain was sitting next to him. He got The captain got one question at the end in Welsh, so Gats couldn't answer that. But first of all, Warren Gatlin, did he expect, he, he predicted that they would win the game, but did he expect that they would win the game by as much as they did? Uh, I, thought, I thought it would be a close game. Um... In fairness, uh, we, had a, we had a great week training in terms of preparation. Um, captain's run yesterday, the boys were extremely sharp. We made, we made a couple of mistakes, and then I thought during the warm-up we looked sharp as well. So uh, We've put a lot of work in the last four months as, as a team together, and we know that we're a team, a momentum team. We build on confidence in terms of performances, and we felt... Uh, you know, I think you saw yesterday with, with Portugal that, you know, they're not a bad side and uh, for last week, you know, considering the number of changes we made. And we felt we didn't get enough credit for the Fiji performance. You know, at 65 minutes, or 67 minutes, at 32-14, we felt we'd done the job and give away a yellow card and bring them back into the game. And everyone was talking about how unlucky Fiji were. So, you know, we were... You know, we kept that pretty much to ourselves, but I thought today was... Uh, an outstanding performance in terms of what we wanted to achieve, game management. Uh, we were blown about the half-time, but we knew that they were worse than us as well. So, um, And I thought we just went out there and controlled the second half um, fantastically well. And he was asked uh, about that game, uh, the most pleasing aspect of the performance. Oh, the fact that they didn't um, score any tries. I thought... Uh, we spoke at half-time about some of our line speed. We didn't feel it was good enough to start with in terms of getting off the line. Um, so that was a, a big focus for us at half-time, just making sure that we were a little bit more aggressive in uh, the first three or four steps. Um, we, we definitely improved in the, in the second half with that. Uh, I thought Gareth Davies did a fantastic job in sort of leading that um, aspect of the game. Um, I thought our game management in terms of you know, keeping the scoreboard ticking over, um, you know, it was you know it was pretty close in the first 15, 20 minutes, which all test matches are going to be because you know people don't lie down in that first period, and um, but we just grew into the game and, and got better. We've had uh, a fantastic week in terms of the preparation, in terms of the clarity that we're trying to deliver to the players. And uh, and the squad, um, and you know, I, I felt and I spoke to the coaches during the week, and I said, you know, we we could be a reasonable team going for, going forward. He was asked, of course, about Gareth 
Anscombe's incision into the game. I think it was at about the 10-minute mark because so much was expected to be on the shoulders and the kicking feet of Dan Bigger, but he was injured out um, apparently for about two weeks. That's a strained peck. But he was asked for his thoughts on Gareth Anscombe's contribution coming off the bench so early. Yeah, I thought, um, you know, we weren't with Gareth in terms of his experience. You know, he wasn't... 100% happy with his game last week. He's, you know, we know he's come back from injury and had been underdone and stuff and hadn't had a lot of the um, preparation time with the squad in terms of when he broke his thumb. Um, but we went with that experience and, you know, I think he's, he really stepped up tonight and probably last week's game was um, one that he needed under his belt to, to, to get that, get through that. Um, I thought he defended well, made some, some really Telling tackles, um, kept the scoreboard ticking over with threes and the drop goal as well. And um, yeah, so you know, it was a it was a pleasing performance from him. And of course, uh, they dished up as I mentioned, uh, and everyone knows a record defeat for the Wallabies. So he was asked to comment on the plight that Australian rugby finds themselves in now. Yeah, that, that's a difficult one. Um, I think um, you know, having been involved in the, the sort of the last three three years in terms of super rugby back in in New Zealand um, you know there's definitely a dominance of the New Zealand teams in terms of the, that competition but we, we Wales isn't really much different to um, to Australia you know we've got regional teams that need to step up and perform and 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 get better and and I think the same thing is for you know, the super rugby sides in Australia as well. And so if you can get performances, results, get to quarterfinals, semifinals, finals, then that has a huge positive Im- impact on the, on the national team in terms of players coming in with a bit of a spring in their step and, and confidence. So I think that's that's a, that's the first start that I think with Australian rugby is just to you know, focus on your super rugby stuff and get quality players in there and, and quality coaches doing doing a, a job um, you know we've definitely got to do that in Wales as well we need to start making sure that our regional teams start making quarterfinals and semi-finals in the URC and, and, and hopefully in Europe and but that, that takes a little bit of time um, we you know we've probably been the anomaly in the past and maybe we are at the moment but because there's huge expectations on the national team to to you know be be successful to make quarterfinals or semi-finals and World Cups, um, and I think that you know potentially it, that's a big part of my role going forward. It's, it, it has been fractured in the past in, in Wales in terms of the relationship between the national team and the regions in terms of trying to get everyone on the same page, um, and you know I've found that I've personally found that difficult. So I'm not 100% sure about where Australian rugby goes in terms of that, trying to create that continuity between the national team and and the super rugby sides. Um, we need to be better at that in Wales. Um, and hopefully there's a chance with the issues that we've gone through in the last six months that we can have a reset and then we can start thinking about a much more cohesive approach from with the national team and, and with the regions. And if we can do that, then... You know, 
we can probably be a lot more successful in club rugby. And it's, you know, I'm looking from the outside, but it's probably something that Australia needs to, you know, potentially do because they've uh, they've, they've definitely got some quality players and a young a young squad. And you know, we had 400 more caps out there today and, and a bit more experience with some some really talented youth youthful players coming through. Um, yeah, so, uh, yeah, I mean, Eddie's taken enough stick this week and I suppose he's going to get a bit more over the next next couple of days. So that'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Yeah, so interesting, Warren Gatlin, drawing parallels between a bit of a disconnect between um, his clubs in Wales and the national team. Looks like they've got the iron out and s- smoothed over a few creases. It's definitely a must-watch what's going to happen with Australian rugby. The fallout over there will just grow and grow and grow. Um, Eddie Jones, Hamish McLennan, Phil War, uh, the broadcast deals, all to be played out. Probably another review, I would imagine. So we'll put a lid on... Um, Wales, Australia. We'll take a break. We'll come back and we'll hear from captain and coaches from both Scotland and Tonga. And that will come up after the break. Twelve to one every weekday during Rugby World Cup 2023. This is the Rugby World Cup Headline Hour on Afternoons with Staffy. So next up we go to the Scottish camp, Gregor Townsend, we will hear from first the Scottish coach, sorry, Finn Russell will hear from first, the captain, following their win over Tonga. Finn Russell was asked, are you happy with that win over Tonga? Oh, we're happy with the result, um, we got the bonus point that we needed um, to keep us alive in this competition, but there's a lot of missed chances out there and we're going to have to be a lot better um, in the next two games um, if we're going um, to keep going in this tournament, so you know it's... It was good to, to get the bonus point win before half, or to get the bonus point before half time, but there's a lot of work on there. So um, we're happy, but I think when we, when we watch it back next week, we'll be a bit frustrated with the chances that we left out there. Yep, the old work ons. Every team's got work ons. Uh, they scored seven tries, seven different try scorers. So he's asked if he felt that uh, the Scottish team were getting their attacking flow going. Yeah, I think that, you know seven different try scorers is great, but I think we left four, five, six chances out there potentially. Um, but it's great, you know, we're, we're getting the ball to the wide. The wide Darcy scored a good try in the end. Duan scored, so the back scored a few tries. We've got a driving mall try, which is really pleasing as well. Um, but like I said, when we get to that, the sort of finish zone five metres from the line, we need to be a lot better there. So um, it's good that boys are scoring, but I think we need to be a lot better and we need to be harder on ourselves um, in training and then in games. So uh, I think, like I said, if we want to progress in this tournament, we need to be a lot better than that. It doesn't matter if there's one guy that scores seven tries or seven individuals, it's, it's a team effort. So, <clears throat> as I mentioned before earlier, it's, it's happy that we got the bonus point, but we need to be better. And there'll be frustration next week and we'll need to up it. And finally, to the skipper, what was the physicality like going up against uh, the abrasive Tongans? Oh, it's always going to be tough against Tonga, you know. Um, they're big boys, they want to put good shots in. Um, thankfully, I didn't put as much pressure as I thought they were going to put on me. Um, so it allowed me a little bit of time on the ball, which was nice. Um, but it's always going to be a really physical game. I think most of the forwards and Sione at 12 is going to carry the ball a little bit more. Uh, I think we played, you know, we, we played well. We moved the ball around a lot, which makes it hard to get these spot tackles. Um, but as I said, it's always going to be a physical game, most of the forwards and the centres um, than it is for me. But um, I think the boys rode the tackles well, and in defence, we were pretty good. 
And in that game, there was a yellow card and a red card. So the coach, Gregor Townsend, was asked of his, his thoughts on the TMO and the bunker effectiveness at this tournament. It's not, it's not um, been delivered as what I thought it would be, which is only if the referee at the time um, isn't sure whether it's a yellow card or red card. I don't believe there's been a red card issued by a referee yet. They've all gone to the, to the bunker. Um, and, well, I suppose it's to, to help the referees when, uh, when their referees are not sure whether it's a yellow or a red card, but it's, it's taken the game away from the referees to make those decisions. Uh, and if there's mitigation there for a player who runs into contact and gets hit in the head, I don't see it. Um, it's supposed to be a late or sudden change of movement. Just Jamie didn't even carry the ball that low and gets hit in the head. And this is our showcase, this is our opportunity to, to show what is legal and what is illegal, what we want out of the game. And that's two tackles now that both upright, both hit, both hit the head of our players. One had no sanction, not even a penalty. And the second one just had a yellow card. And I don't think that's good enough. So that's about as pointed as it gets, as he's allowed to without getting fined, I'd imagine. Um, he was also asked, with Ireland beating South Africa in his group, does it change Scotland's approach to the group? Uh, well, reading um, a few comments after the game, it looked like Ireland already in the quarterfinals. So um, even people chatting today saying Ireland are playing New Zealand. So for us, well, maybe um, that's already been decided. We, we know we have to win our, our next two games. Um, likely now we'll have to to win with either a bonus point or deny Ireland getting a bonus point. But we've got a game next week to, to focus on and we're going to get maximum points from that one first. Yes, it still looms as a, as a must-watch game, that one. Uh, final question he was asked about uh, from Juno from Pacific Island newspaper somewhere, I think it was, asked to give his thoughts on the Tongan performance. Yeah, I think um, Tonga really tested us in the, in the areas where there's contact. So the the rucks are they're a very good jackling side. Uh, they ended up getting a few against us more in the, in, the, in the second half. I think they had six against Ireland. So they have a huge presence there. They're very quick uh, and at winning the ball, and um, they're hard to move. The the scrum was a real competitive area. I thought we we did very well there and started to dominate. I was very surprised with the last scrum penalty, but um, it's not really my area. But so was my scrum coach surprised with that. And I thought their ball carrying um, was really good. Forwards with real skill, backline players, aggressive. Um, so it's a, it's a it's a very good test for us. I think we'll we will. As Finn alluded to, um, we'll be disappointed with how we didn't score two or three more tries, but that was a proper physical test match against a very good side um, who threw everything at us. And we managed to, to create lots of opportunities today, which is the first step. The second step, step would have been converting more of them, but uh, it was a really good preparation for us for the next two games that are coming up quite quickly now. And their next game is against Romania on Sunday morning at 8am. Into the Tongan camp now, uh, skipper Ben Tamifuna asked for his initial reaction to, to that loss to Scotland. Bit of mixed mix emotion, sort of feeling. Um, I know the boys played with their hearts out there. Um, I know the score doesn't reflect how much effort we put into this week. 
Um, like I said to the other guys, it's um, you can't afford to give easy penalties like that to the team like Scotland with the amount of uh, strike power they have in the backs there. Um, and they just capitalised on it. And, you know, so, so I think for us next week, we just got to have a look, look ourselves in the mirror. Um, obviously, against South Africa, um, you know, they, we can't afford to give them like easy easy ball like that. So, but yeah, I'm, I'm still proud of the boys. You know, we, we fronted right there to the 80th minute. You know, they would have taken the easy route, tap it, kick it out. But the boys decided to have a crack, you know, and um, I'm, I'm still proud of the boys and how we perform. Just got to look forward to next week. And now to coach Totai Kefu, of course, what an opening to the World Cup they've had. Uh, Ireland, then Scotland, and they've got South, South Africa to look forward to. The European journalists asked them how the game tonight versus Scotland compared to the game against Ireland. Um, yeah, I think the difference between, the biggest difference between both games um, was we, we, we got some ball to fire some shots. Um, um, and, and we took some opportunities, um, scored a couple of tries. Uh, There's probably a couple of opportunities we missed as well. Just weren't able to put sustained pressure on on them. Um, so, and I think looking at, um, I think we missed quite a number of one-on-one tackles. Um, but the effort effort was good. There were some really good defensive sets there, but you know takes a lot of juice out of the boys um, so much much better effort compared to last week um, you know all we can do is just keep building and, and hopefully regather and um, put in a much better effort next week and finally from coach Kefu was put to him two losses quarterfinal chances incredibly slim now and so what does that mean for Tongan rugby now yeah, well, we've always just based our pride in our performance. That's that's what we've always um, wanted to put out on the field, and and we wanted to put a performance that not only us but family and the country was proud of. And um, I think the boys did that in largely. Um, again, probably we let in a lot of easy tries, um, and we did that in the first game. Um, but there were some really good defensive efforts where the boys were absolutely on song and, and, and held out the team, the opposition team, for long periods. So, um, you know, but um, we're, I think we're tracking the right way. Uh, we'll take each game as it comes. We always have said that. Uh, South Africa is a massive challenge. You don't get to play the Springboks often. So the boys will be up for that. There's no doubt about it. Um, but we'll just keep punching away and, and, and keep doing our best. Yes, and that game against South Africa is Monday morning at 8 o'clock. The Tampa Bay Post text machine is open, double eight double three. You're welcome to send them through. I will get to them, so don't be afraid to text in. And you can even give us a call now if you like, 0800 150 We've still got some grabs to take from a press conference involving Dalton Papali'i. Uh, Mark Talia was in that as well, but his mic was very, very quiet, so we can't bring you what... He was talking about, but Dalton Publi and Scott McLeod, the defence coach, uh, out of the All Blacks camp. But if you want to give us a call on anything at all you like, 0800 150 that's the number to call. We'll come back after the news. Twelve to one every weekday during Rugby World Cup 2023. This is the Rugby World Cup Headline Hour on Afternoons with Staffy. 
Right, the next man up, I'm pleased he's called in because I wanted to see how he got through yesterday with his Wallaby fan boss set to get on a plane and go and watch the Wallabies. Darren, how did it go? Uh, mate, he didn't, I haven't even spoken to him. I think he's packed a sad. <laughs> oh, no. Has he packed a bag, though? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I'm going to find out. I um yeah I don't know if I should I was nearly going to text him I hope you really at least you'll get to watch Fiji play some great rugby. <laughs> but, uh, oh. Yeah, well, I don't know I don't know I'm too nervous. Yeah, he's he's very. But um, I was just ringing up to say I've spoken to a few few mates and I've lived in Australia for nearly thirty years. I have never seen Wallaby supporters so low, mm. like bad, like they're just. People are just yeah, they're just absolutely rocked by this. Um, yeah, so because I, dis- I think you can be disappointed in your team, but it, it's even worse than that because it's not just the players. I sort of point at the governance, which which includes CEOs and chairmen's and coaches and all that sort of thing. That it's almost like they've reaped what they sowed. Well, it is, but the problem is they they believed in Eddie Jones. They believed in what he said. Mm. And he didn't put that in, and he didn't step up and do it. I mean, I, I understand he's great with media and he's a, he's a, he is good. He's a great coach, but he's it's been a bit of a Houdini, you know, the, the lead up to it. I mean, we've all seen the cracks, but it's like oh, but Eddie Jones is there, so it'll be all right. It'll be all right. Well, it's not. The, the, the cracks are deeper than we've ever 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 thought. So. I really feel for them, and it's it's going to be a long road. Can they do it in the next four years? I don't think so. Um, I think it's sort of a decade it's going to take them to get get through this. Yeah, I think these young players, and one thing about Aussie sports teams is I've always marvelled at how, um, like the Wallabies, for example, can go on an absolute poor run, but they're always confident, and I just think, geez, I'd love some of that, you know. But um, And I do think the likes of Tate McDermott Carter Gordon and all these young guys they will be better players in four years but that's not enough that, that, that is not enough yeah but the thing that I noticed in that game yesterday they gave up Yeah, they were done and I and that's one thing Australia and New Zealand do not do no matter what the score no matter what the, the circumstance they, they still give and I'll tell you right now if Michael Hooper was playing in that team he would not have let them even get close to thinking like thinking like that. So that's 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 my big worry is they they put the cue in the rack, unfortunately. Yeah, the the lack of leadership and inspiration was there for all to see. Um, there were blank faces, broken players, with no one rallying the troops. I mean, skipper Will Skelton not there. Uh, Michael Hooper, who should have been skipper, not there. It, oh, the chickens are coming home to roost for Eddie. I mean, I know he's got a thick skin. But he's not dealing with scalpels; he's dealing with chainsaws. Oh yeah, and I remember on the um, on the breakdown they interviewed Steve Hansen about why he went over to Australia and that he actually said there he goes they've really got to work on their their, their senior players. He's, they're really lacking in that. And I tell you what, he was spot on. Mm. Yeah, it's so, been but, really uh, tough for them. Really tough for them. Yeah, I mean the only thing. I mean, I think polishing it over here in Melbourne is the AFL Grand Finals this weekend. So I'm sort of thinking about that. And my team, Brisbane, they're in it, mate. They're in it. Oh, you're a Brisbane fan for the AFL. I went to high school in Brisbane. 
So I put up with Warwick Cafe, mate. I had to, you know, had to do that. So, yeah, <laughs> I've sort of stayed with them. Oh, I love it. Awesome. All right, buddy. Really appreciate the call. And um, uh, still awaiting the update when you finally do lock horns with your boss. I will I will let you know. It, 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 like I said, I'm glad my salary review was last week. So, <laughs> yeah. Awesome, buddy. Thanks, mate. Cheers, mate. Thanks. Cheers. Um, something a little bit light-hearted for you all now. Some of you may have seen or, or heard it, but it did have me giggling. There's a wonderful, what do you call them, impersonator um, who does wonderful impersonations uh, of Formula One drivers, but he's turned his hand to Eddie Jones and did a mock press conference post that loss to Wales. So it, it's humorous. I found it humorous, so I thought we'd share it with you. Here it is. Eddie, a disastrous World Cup for Australian rugby, would you agree? Well, you don't know what you're talking about, mate. No, this is exactly where I want us to be. No, we're giving us a chance, everybody riding us off. You know, tell us we're terrible and see what happens, mate. Well, you were terrible against Wales. Well, I actually thought we were amazing, mate. Tactically, I thought we got it spot on. Yeah, I said, let Wales come on to you, mate. Let them have the ball. Lure them into a full set security. And when they least expected, mate, pounce. But you, but you didn't pounce. I said when they least expected, mate. You know, maybe not tonight, maybe not tomorrow, mate. When they least expected. You know, but I wouldn't expect you guys to understand it because you don't know anything about rugby, mate. You know, you guys are so negative. I mean, where were you guys when we were top of that group in June, July and August, eh? Well, the only reason you were top of the group at that stage was because of alphabetical order. See, that's the kind of negativity I'm talking about, mate. Scumbags. Was it disrespectful to Wales to say you'd no doubt you'd win on Sunday? And did I say which Sunday, mate? No, but I presume... No, you... no, so you presume, mate. Yeah, because I was talking about next Sunday. Yeah, against Portugal. Okay? And I would never be disrespectful towards Wales, mate. You know, I think what they've done tonight is an amazing achievement for a little country that it is with only three million people. I mean, is it even a real country, mate? Or is it just the arsehole of another country? There's a lot of people who want you sacked as Wallaby's head coach. Will you stay on it? Well, I'm actually getting hundreds of messages, mate. Well, people begging me to stay. You know, people that know about rugby, mate. Yeah, I've got them all here, mate. Please, Eddie, don't leave Australia. Stay, Eddie, please. Keep doing the job you're doing, Eddie, mate. You're doing great. We love you. You know? I'm getting hundreds of these messages from people all over New Zealand. Okay. Anyway, mate, I don't expect you scumbags to know anything about rugby. So just know it's all part of the plan, mate. This is exactly where I want us to be. There he is. Uh, the alter ego of Eddie Jones. He had the um, complete with the fake what do you call them, like a swimming cap, making them bald like Eddie as well. He even had the facial expressions down pat. Uh, very, very good. Right, uh, just uh, just checking here. Um, text from Darren. Hey, Steph, how's it? It's good, mate. It's good, thanks. Thanks for asking. Wallabies will be crap with whoever is their coach. They don't have the cattle. Injuries didn't help. Get rid of the rebels and force. That seems to be the common theme. I know Stephen Hoyles mentioned that in the coverage, that 
they just don't have the players to have five super rugby teams. And while you, it, on the outside, it looks like that's giving a lot of players opportunity to get better, play high-level rugby, but they haven't got enough players because super rugby squads are 33-ish, I think. So it's 165 players in Australia to play Super Rugby. It's just, it's just not there, and it's doing them absolutely no good to um, take on New Zealand Super Rugby teams, who do have the depth, and it's not helping us playing every second week a substandard team, not being forced to raise your game. So Matt Burke will talk to us about that after one. Coming up after this break, uh, we'll take some cuts from a All Black press conference. Um, we'll do that after this. 12 to 1 every weekday during Rugby World Cup 2023. This is the Rugby World Cup Headline Hour on Afternoons with Staffy. Uh, uh, someone's asking here, what are you saying? Who is the Eddie Jones impersonator? Bloody brilliant. Um, do you know what Sammy does? Formula One, what's his name? Connor Moore, C-O-N-N-O-R-M-O-O-R-E. Is that his name, Sammy? Yep. So you can probably find his other stuff. Apparently he does see the Carlos Sainz or Sergio Perez, one of those, does them brilliantly. Yeah, it was brilliant, wasn't it, Waddy? Right, let's have a look into the All Black camp. Dalton Papali'i was asked uh, what he makes of an approving, improving Italian side. I think um, I've, I've played them a couple of times and I've, I've seen them, how, how fast they've improved. Uh, the two main things is... Their, how quick their ball, they recycle their ball, and also uh, they're they're good at engaging engaging defenders and uh, passing at the at the line real late, um, opening up holes so players can go through. So um, they've they've come a they've come a pretty good way. They they've always were good, but now I think they're a team where you know you've 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 got to put your best foot forward against them because they're playing some bloody good footy. So uh, looking forward to you know to the matchup against uh, against them. But um, yeah, it's it's we got to respect them. They're a good team. Also put to Dalton Papali'i uh, about the huge reaction globally to the South Africa Island game, and he was asked what he thought of the match. That's what fans fans love to watch games like that. Two um, two great teams going at it, and also there were some moments in that game where you know you, you would hold your breath for uh, longer than usual in those moments. So those are the games. Even as players, you know we try to watch those games and you know sort of try watch it as a as a player and get some you know, some uh, detail and see what they're doing. But it's hard to not turn into a spectator and, and actually be on the edge of your seat watching those games because that's how rugby should be played, you know, how the game flowed so well. Um, there no, you know, there was no calls around head highs or shoulder to heads or anything. It was clean contact and it was it was fast ball as well. So those are the games uh, I love watching and, um, and I think everyone can agree on that. And, of course, the rise of Island rugby. Um, there's still a lot of people attribute Joe Schmidt's influence is still there for people to see that Andy Farrell's taken on. So Papali was asked about the influence Joe Schmidt has on the All Black group. He's the GOAT. He's one of the GOATs. And, um, and I think the coaching world, yeah. uh, he, he knows he has a lot of knowledge of the game. And um, especially for me and Mark when he came into our super team last year, um, he was a real difference maker, and he did he did wonders for us. And coming to this environment, he's he's added his flavour, and all the boys can feel it. So you can't really explain. It's just. Uh, and Scott McLeod now um, 
part of the coaching team, it was put to him that Italy is looming as a real threat for this all-black side. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we've had close games with them in the past on tour. Uh, this year in the Six Nations, they pushed every team. Um, last year, they you know they won some critical games. Um, they really evolved their attack there, from what I can see. Um, they're playing, they had the fastest fastest ball available in Six Nations. So that's better than Ireland. You know, that's and that's quick. So they know their game and they're playing it well. He was also asked for his thoughts on that great game, South Africa against Ireland. I was hugely impressed with the intensity of the game. Uh, set piece, um, pressure was huge um, from both sides. Uh, but the defence and the movement and the collisions for as long as it was, was immense. And I, a lot of us just were really impressed with watching that game. So it's definitely the standard. And finally, Scott McLeod, who is the defence coach of the All Blacks, was asked as defence coach, what problems will Italy pose us? Yeah, they, like I say, they're a team that can recycle the ball very fast. Um, their lightning quick ball is the best Six Nations. We're aware of that. Uh, they have really upped their skill set in terms of their pass and running lines. Like They keep the defenders gauge, engaged for a long time and hold them. And then the, the ability to play out the back or to play the guy right next to them. So that's quite hard to defend. You know, you, you need a certain skill set where you can see what's happening and then be able to move quickly. Um, and they're very good at that. Um, and they're very good at, at sweeping around to an edge, you know, play, trying to bunch you in the middle and then sweep around to an edge, much like France do, and effectively. So um, those threats we were aware of and, and we've got plans in place on how we can combat that. Yes, and that game against Italy Saturday morning, 8 a.m., uh, we will have live commentary and our build-up will start, I'd imagine, around 7.30. Um, lead caller Daniel McCarty and Christian Cullen in expert comments. Now, I didn't listen to Cully's last commentary, but we got a number of texts yesterday uh, saying how good he was. Um, pulled no punches. So Daniel and Christian Cullen will be bringing you coverage of All Blacks Italy Saturday, 8am. Perfect timing for us in New Zealand, isn't it? Absolutely perfect. Um... Mac Dog from the Truck Mafia. Oh, 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 I love that. Mac Dog's a truck driver. I like that. Rumours are Eddie and Steve Hansen will combine and coach Japan. Now, I wouldn't say that's that far off the mark. I wouldn't say that's that far off the mark at all. Not a bad chap. I can guarantee this wouldn't have happened if they had kept Dave Rennie. Dave Rennie was three years into a five to seven year rebuild of Australian rugby. Hiring Eddie has just put them back to square one again. Yeah, And after the one o'clock news, uh, which isn't far away, uh, I'll be talking to Matt Burke and I'm going to put him to that. Now, bear in mind, we all do have the benefit of hindsight, but the Dave Rennie out, the Eddie Jones in, in hindsight, is that the right thing to do or not? Be interested to get his take. Matt Burke will be after one. Uh, we shall take a break as we build to the news.